Hey, thanks for joining us today. As we start a new weekly podcast that we're calling Going Deeper, and my hope is each week we just take a little time to go deeper into God's Word. And uh, why are we taking this extra time to do this? We're living in crazy times. Uh, again, it, we would never have imagined what we've been going through in the last three months. Um, we would never think that our entire nation would shut down. We would never think that our schools would be closed. We would never think that we'd be ordered by our state to, to wear masks everywhere we go. We would never envision just the, the outfall or the, uh, the fallout, I, I mean, from just some of the racial injustices that has happened and just just the increase in um, pain and strife and anger and unrest and the rampant wickedness happening and and even just the the diversity in messages and opinions. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. There's a different opinion. There's a different viewpoint. It's not just one or two. It's not just black and white. Everyone has different views on everything. But so how do we endure through this time and how do we, we grow? My heart's desire is that we go to God's word, that we go deeper, that we dig deeper into God's Word, get a grounding and a foundation for our lives. And that's the point of of just doing this podcast every week as we go deeper in His Word. Um, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, towards the end of the chapter, verses 46 to 48, He says, Everyone who comes to me uh, and hears my words and does them, I will show you what He's like. He's like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream broke against that house, it could not shake it because it is well built. That's my desire, that we would be well built. No matter what we're facing, that foundation would be strong. Jesus told another parable in Luke chapter 8. talks about a farmer sowing seed on four different soils. Some of you might know the seed represented God's word. And in the first soil, it didn't take root at all. In the second soil, it was planted and it sprouted up, but it had no roots So it withered away. The third soil was choked out. But this is what Jesus said about the fourth soil. It says, And as for that good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold to it fast in an honest and a good heart. They hold to it. They go deep into it and they grab hold. Their roots grab hold into it. And it says they bear fruit with patience. And that's my heart's desire Listen, there's, there's a lot of things that want to toss us side to side, right? There's a lot of opinions going around, but can we grab hold of God's word? Can I encourage you that this isn't the first time that, that there had been a lot of opinions? You know that even when Jesus lived, he said that we should beware of the leaven, and that leaven that he was talking about is the ingredient. He was using an analogy of the ingredient that's in bread, that when you put leaven and yeast in bread, that it rises, right? And he didn't just say, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, uh, the false teaching of the Pharisees. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. He also said in a different section, beware of the leaven of the Sadducees. In a different place, he said, beware of the leaven of the Herodians. Uh, again, it's so many different views and, and, and stances and uh, that was in the culture. And Jesus said, beware of all those things. And he said, instead, come and know and learn the truth of God. And so we hope, I pray that this teaching will help us to ground ourselves in God's word in a deeper way every week. And we're, we're just in John 1, if you have a Bible, or if you're listening in the car somewhere, you can just listen along as we just hear the words of John chapter 1. Uh, I, again, we read on Sunday, uh, John 1, 1 through 3, it says, in the beginning was the word, capital W-O-R-D, word, uh, talking of Jesus. It says, uh, in the beginning was word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
Again, just let that go deep in your soul today. Jesus was there in the beginning through everything that we've already endured through as, as, a, as a world and as people. He's in it right now and his word is going to be there forever. Listen, everything is being shaken, but let me tell you, nothing can shake the words of Jesus. And so we're going to spend uh, the next chunk of time in, in verses 4 through 10. John 1, verses 4 through 10. I'm going to read it slowly for you to just hear. Just listen to what words pop out to you as you hear verses 4 through 10. It says, In him, speaking of Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives a light to everyone, was coming into the world. And he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. What word did you hear over and over again in that passage? Did you hear the word light? Did you see how, how much it, it said that about Jesus? It says, Jesus, the true light, which gives light to everyone. Here's God's intent in this word. Here's John's intent. Here's how we can learn even how to understand. God sometimes gives on-ramps through his word on how we can understand what he's talking about. There's an on-ramp here. The on-ramp is the word light. Because every one of us are surrounded by light. We all know how to use light. We all know the importance of light. And so John is using this word light to describe Jesus. And so as we read this section, that Jesus is the true light which gives light to everyone. This is a way that we can grab hold and understand what is this, what is this really meaning and how does this impact our lives. Because right now, can you imagine if in the midst of everything else we're going through as, as a culture... Can you imagine if all the lights were just shut off? Can you imagine if it was just dark? It would be crazy, wouldn't it? Right? We couldn't see anything. We couldn't go anywhere. We wouldn't be able to, to navigate. We'd all have to completely freeze. Can you imagine if all of our TVs and devices got shut off for good? We'd go crazy, right? Because light is so important. And I just want to share, again, as we see that Jesus is the true light, I just want to share three things that light does for us uh, and that Jesus does as he comes into our lives. One, light brings truth. Two, light brings direction. Three, light brings peace. Let me say that again. Light brings truth. Light brings direction. And life, light brings peace. Let me start with the first one. Light brings truth. See, without light, we, we don't know what truth is. It's, it's like when I walked into this room for the first time today, when the lights are off, I don't know where the chairs are at. I don't know what furniture is in the room. I don't know what I'm going to hit. But when I turn the light on, there's truth. Automatically, I see, okay, there's a couch there. There's a chair here. There's a table there. And that truth guides my life, right? And I can trust that truth. So I can see that chair with the light that God's given me or the light that's in the room. And then I can sit down on it. So when Jesus came and he is the light, he's bringing truth to us. Let me tell you, do you know the number one truth that Jesus brings into our lives is Jesus brings the truth of who God is. It's a question that everyone's asking. Who is God? How do we really know what he's like? 
right? And, and Jesus is the image of God. That when we see Jesus in, in the book of John or in, in any of the other gospels in the Bible, when we see his life, we see God. This is what it says in Hebrews 1.3. It says, he, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the words of his power. That's Hebrews 1.3. So isn't that incredible when we just stop and we think that Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of of God. And so we can know the truth of who God is because we see Jesus because that light has shined into our lives and into our world. Second thing that light does is light brings direction. Second thing that light does is it brings direction, right? Uh, we can see in front of us when we have light, we can know which way to go. And uh, I remember driving in a blizzard in, in uh, the middle of the night uh, a couple years back, and I remember the snow coming down so hard that, you know, I could barely see the road. You know, it was overcoming the, the light from my headlights because that darkness in that situation was darker than my lights that were trying to shine uh, out of my car, and I couldn't see the middle of the road. And, and it was one of the most scariest times driving because you don't know which direction you're going in. And see, without that light, you don't have direction. But when light comes in, right, then all of a sudden we see clearly what's ahead of us and we see clearly what direction we can go. And so when it says, when Jesus says, I'm the light that has come in the world, he's come to give us direction. He's come to give you direction. He's come to give me direction. He leads the way so that God knows which way we're going. Here's the problem with that, is that many of us, we don't want God's direction for our life. If we're really real and honest, that many of us, we'd rather go in our own direction than, than have the light and to be able to see which direction God wants us to go in. And, and, and this is why Jesus said some really hard words in, in John 3, just three chapters later. In John 3, he says, the lights come into the world. That's me. I've come into the world. But people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it might be clearly seen and that his works might be carried out in God. See, I don't want to live in darkness. I don't want to just, just hide and say, I don't want God's light. No, instead I, I want God's light to shine in my light and give me direction. I pray that's not you either. Third thing that light does is light brings us peace. Light brings peace, right? One of the greatest fears people have, uh, if we survey people, what are you afraid of? Most people would say darkness, right? Especially when we think back to little kids who are afraid of darkness, right? When that darkness sets in, it can bring depression, right? When we don't know truth, when we don't know direction, right? When we feel, we feel lost, we feel frustrated, we feel hopeless, right? But all of a sudden, when light comes in, there's this essence of peace that comes with that light, there is an essence of, okay, I know what's going on. There is an essence of, I don't have to feel my way through here or fumble my way. I know um, a peace in my heart. And Jesus came to bring that light into our lives. And, and, and how do we receive that peace? It's through the love of God that Jesus came to shine light to say, there is a God who knows you, who loves you, and wants to have a relationship with you. 
that all the guilt and all the shame that we might be carrying in our lives, that all can be washed away and we can come into right standing with God through Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, that peace that Jesus brings far exceeds any strife or hurt or pain or uncertainty that we're going through. It's the greatest light in our life. And so uh, here's the big idea I just want to remind us is that that Jesus is the light and he brings truth, direction, and peace into our lives. Now, Now let me just end with this last thought here as it mentions how Jesus is light. Did you catch what it says? It says, there was a man sent by God whose name was John. And they're talking about John the Baptist. And it said, he came to be a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. But it says, he was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. It says twice that he was not the light, but came to bear witness about this light, right? Listen, they're talking about John the Baptist, uh, who was baptizing many people, telling many people about the kingdom of God. Jesus had high words to say about John the Baptist. In Matthew 11, Jesus said, I tell you the truth of all who ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist, right? So, so here's this great man of God. But John, the disciple John, makes it clear there is only one light, and that is Jesus Christ. John the Baptist is not the light. And how does that apply to us today? How can we go deeper in that today? It's because we remind ourselves, you know what? Let's take the pressure off ourselves. We're not the light. I'm not the light. Let's take the pressure off our family. Listen, your spouse isn't the light. Um, Your best friend isn't the light. Let me just tell you, uh, as we're in a political time right now, President Trump is not the light. Joe Biden is not the light. Whichever way you're going there, listen, some of our favorite pastors and teachers are not the light. Rick Warren's not the light. Joel Olstein's not the light. Whichever one that you love to follow is not the light. Jesus is the only light. Listen, your favorite YouTuber is not the light, right? Your favorite talk show host is not the light. Jesus Christ is the light. And see, what we get to do, though, is we get to be reflectors of that light. Some of those people I mentioned who love Jesus with all their heart, they're not the light, but they're reflectors of the light, right? Some of the people we look up to, they've reflected the light of Jesus into our life, like John the baptizer, right? He was a witness to the light, and we get to be a witness to the light. We're not the source of that light. We're not the source of that truth. We're not the source of that direction. We're not the source of that peace. But let me tell you, as that peace comes into our heart and that direction and that truth and God's light comes into our lives, we get to be a reflector of that to all around us. I'm telling you, it encourages us. How do we go deeper into God's word here? We recognize that as we receive the light into our lives, that God wants us to be a reflector and to shine that light that we receive to people all around us today. So listen, as we close today, here's, here's my plea. It's just that you would allow Jesus' light to shine into you, that he would give you truth, that he'd give you direction, that he'd give you peace, and that as you receive that, you would reflect that light to the world and to all those around. Let me just take a moment to pray. God, I thank you again for this time and for your word and how when we dig deep into your word, we build a, a strong foundation. Lord, we might be living in dark times, but I thank you for your light your light that shines in this world. I thank you, Lord, that we read that darkness cannot overtake and overcome light, but light always overcomes darkness. And so we just pray right now, Jesus, that you would shine more of your light 
into our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being a part today. God bless.